Thanks for checking out a sermon from First United Methodist Church located in Sheridan, Wyoming. To learn more about who we are, please check out our webpage at fumcsheridanwy.org. Scripture is Luke 1, 26 through 38. Another great story. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words. I bet she was scared silly and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, I ask that the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing and glorifying to you. Amen. We continue in our season of Advent as we celebrate the past and look toward the future for Christ's return. Last week, we looked at an unexpected hope that we were reminded of through the life of Elizabeth and Zechariah, remembering that God hears our prayers and will answer because God does not overlook the old poor, humble, and socially deemed insignificant. Last week, we experienced the Annunciation of John. This week, we experienced the Annunciation of Jesus. In many respects, uh, this Annunciation also follows a similar pattern to that of the birth of John. Did you notice 
The angel Gabriel appears to announce the birth of the child. The angel says, do not be afraid. Calls the receiver by name. Gives the assurance of God's favor. Announces the birth of the child. Gives the name of the child. Reveals the future duty of the child. The receiver asks a question. A sign is given. And then the angel departs. It sort of goes along the same rhythm as last week. Now, why would you do something like that? Why would you write in a way that shows the same rhythm? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> when, we, when we start to pick up on repetition, one thing that, that we want to be on the lookout for then are differences. If he's writing in the same rhythm, then we want to be mindful and observe the differences. So, for example, the announcement of John came as an answer to prayer, whereas the announcement of Jesus was completely unexpected. All right. Now, as we follow the structure, as before, we hear this new scene being set. Six months has lapsed over the, the verse between the announcement of John and this announcement of Jesus. We hear about the location and the person again. That, so again, we have that, that zooming in effect of this story as it is being set. God sent Gabriel, we hear, to a town in Galilee. And the town in Galilee is called Nazareth. Yeah. Now, Nazareth in this period was an insignificant village with an estimated 1,600 to 2,000 people living there. So roughly, Dayton and Ranchester combined. It's great to be able to look at our own towns and see what it would look like, right? Yeah, I think so. We're told that Gabriel went there to meet a young girl engaged to a man. That man was named, and her name was Mary. Yeah, Joseph and Mary. Now Mary, as, uh, as both a woman and a young person possibly between 12 and 14 years old, not yet married. Mary had practically no social status whatsoever. In this story, we hear Mary was engaged. She was not married yet. So according to the custom of the day, the marriage would have been arranged by the father. She would live at home for a year after her engagement and then the groom would come to take her, sorry, would come to take her to his home for the week-long marriage ceremony. The marriage was sealed after the engagement period. So we know that this encounter, what is going on with Mary is taking place during that waiting period, during the year-long waiting period, which adds a layer of tension and scandal 
to this story. Which I think, because we're so used to the story, we sometimes overlook. Now, the visitation of the angel Gabriel, we hear, troubled Mary. It, it was a, Susan, how did you put it? Scared silly? Yeah, scared silly. Uh, and this is why. It troubled her because she wasn't yet married. She was engaged to Joseph. There was a popular folk tale at the time that was called uh, Tobit. This story is included in the Apocrypha, uh, which are hidden writings that you find in certain translations of the Bible. This folk tale tells of a story of a jealous angel who appeared on a bride's wedding night, and each time this bride went to be married, the angel would kill her groom. No wonder Mary would fear an angel showing up, wondering, is Joseph going to be okay? Now, Gabriel gives the same words that he gave to Zechariah. Do not be afraid. So in her space of that, that fright, of that fear of what is going to happen, Gabriel gives the same words, do not be afraid. Only this time, we hear a, a different account as to who is being born. Not the one that is going to prepare the way for the Lord, but we hear that this is Jesus, our Lord, who will be called the Son of the Most High, the Son of God, which we also know as the Messiah, the one whose reign will never end and the kingdom will never end, the one that the people have been waiting for. Last week, we talked about the 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. This is the one that they were waiting for. And God chose this poor, young, unmarried girl to give birth and support Jesus through his childhood and coronation, which did not look like what we would expect a coronation to look like. Mary here is an important example of being obedient to God, even at great risk of self. Because what she is signing on for will place her at risk, not just of humiliation, but possibility of death. Because people knew where babies came from. And anyone who claimed to be pregnant by any other way must be covering up something they didn't want others to know. Yet Mary listened and asked her question. And in the response, we hear the most amazing answer. A barren woman can have a child. A virgin can conceive. The Lord can enter into humanity as a child because with God, 
nothing will be impossible. These are the words that we draw a sense of peace from because they reassure us that God works through ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This story shows us that the glory of Christmas came about by the willingness of ordinary people, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph, who obeyed God's claim on their lives. All right. So I think for us, uh, to go further into this story, it's time for us to tune in to the Patty D Show and see what she has in store for us today. wonderful audience. Thank you for joining us again this week. As you recall, last week we interviewed, I interviewed, Zachariah and Elizabeth. This morning we are going to continue that story and um, the story is absolutely captivating. I'd like to introduce our guest, Mary. Hi. Welcome, Mary. It's so, so nice, so great for you to join us today. Uh, you know, last week I spoke with Elizabeth. She told us such an amazing story about her pregnancy. I understand you also have a remarkable story. Mary, I can't help but ask, how old are you? Aren't you really young? I'm 14 years old. You're You're only 14 and expecting a child. Yes. That's incredible. This sounds very complicated. Can you tell me a bit more about what happened? I was told by an angel, Gabriel, that I would give birth to a baby boy. His name would be Jesus, and he would be the son of the Most High. Unbelievable. But you weren't even married when this happened. Isn't that dangerous for a girl your age? It's my understanding that your life would have been in great danger being pregnant without being married. You're right. Most of the people in my village are my relatives, and they would be very ashamed of me. I will have to depend upon my family to help with food, shelter, and safety. 
because I'm an unmarried woman. This is the worst disgrace imaginable, but I've been chosen for this. You are going to be married to Joseph, yes? Yes, I believe that Joseph will still marry me, but I haven't told him yet. I'm nervous to tell him. What if he doesn't believe me? Oh my, this is, this is a lot to carry. So, is, it's hard for me to understand how you have the strength to get through this. Are, are you sure you have the strength you need to get through it? Ever since the Lord spoke to me through the angel, Gabriel, I have found inner peace and strength to face each day. I know that the Lord is with me because I can feel God's love all around me. I will take this honor a day at a time, for God is my source of peace, peace and strength. Anything is possible with God. I will also be traveling to be with my relatives after I tell Joseph. I'm profoundly astounded by your strength and courage. I've never met anyone like you. Well, folks, this has been an amazing example of how God works through us when we open our lives and hearts to the Holy Spirit. May we all find the same inner peace that you have, Mary. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, we'd like you to come back and uh, visit us again and uh, tell us what's going on in your life. Uh, would you come back? I'd be honored. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you again for coming. Tune in again next week, and we'll have another amazing story. Uh, thank you. May we, like Mary, respond to God's movement in our lives with an unprecedented peace by using the words that she shares with us. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you. We thank you for this example of Mary. We thank you for calling her to bring your son into this world so that we may live by his example, so that we may live by your spirit. Help us, God. Give us your peace to face each and every day. Because God, we love you. And we thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. 
We would love for you to join us again for worship in person or online, and we look forward to being with you next time.